Welcome back to the Coming Home to You podcast. Welcome back to another week, another conversation, another bit of time that we can spend here virtually together. Thank you for coming back to listen to the podcast this week. If you're brand new, hi, hello, welcome to Coming Home to You. I am Katie Van Lu. Well, that was very rhymy, <laughs> or KVL for short. And I'm a high-level self-mastery mentor, an energy healer, and a professional dancer. And this is our safe space for conversation about expansion, self-leadership, connecting to your body, self-expression, your personal powers, and basically everything that comes into play when it comes to your self-discovery journey and attracting all the things that you desire in life. So welcome back. This week, we're diving into something that I realized I didn't fully go into in the first few episodes of the podcast, but I feel like it's really important because people may have different definitions of this, and I feel like it's important if you're into this podcast, into my work, if you follow me on Instagram, any of those sort of things, that we have a mutual understanding of what I mean by self-leadership. This is a term that I feel like really impacted the way I started carrying myself and how I be, um, which I'm going to talk more about that in just a little bit, um, and really gave me a new perspective and view on my own journey of self-discovery and the way that I carry myself and the way that I make decisions now for myself and my growth. So let's just get to it. Self-leadership. What does that even mean? I feel like a lot of us know the term leadership from its, you know, traditional contexts of leaders that lead other people and maybe like executive leadership in the corporate space, right? We get like leadership training in order to help others within a group, um, to lead people through their struggles and trials and tribulations, how to lead people into collaboration, how to lead others into producing really great results. Um, but we don't really ever talk about self-leadership and personally, I think the best leaders in the world have mastered their own self-leadership before they even try leading other people. And so this is something that's really, really part of my core values now is self-leadership and this idea of committing to really honing your self-leadership skills. If you are someone, and if you're listening to this podcast, I know that you are, um, who really takes their own growth and evolution very seriously. So self-leadership, what is this? I actually had someone ask me this in an interview recently, and I realized I don't talk about it quite enough. So you might be seeing more on self-leadership on my social uh moving forward, but self-leadership for me is really 
the overarching ability to lead yourself, guide yourself in making the right decisions for you when it comes to your own growth and evolution. And if you've, I've heard, I've said, definitely said this on the podcast before, if you haven't heard me say it before, that I really believe that growth and evolution over a lifetime should be the goal that we're really working to achieve. It's my personal belief that I'm never going to like reach some destination and be like, that's it. Like I'm done. I'm no longer going to grow anymore. I've mastered everything. What I can master is my own self-leadership and my, my trust within myself that I can guide myself where I need to go next Uh, in order to keep evolving, which is so, 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 so important to me and is so important to, I'm imagining you as well, if you're listening to this. So there's kind of three parts when it comes to self-leadership for me. It's building radical trust in yourself in being able to make these the right decisions for yourself when it comes to the areas that you want to grow and evolve. And so this is one that I feel like we might have like wobbly giraffe legs at first of like if we don't really know exactly like how we want to grow or how we're going to get somewhere or like who we should trust with um you know guiding us whether it's like coaches or mentors or nutrition coaches or classes or programs or whatever it may be like I feel like often in the beginning of really mastering your own self-leadership, it can feel like you're like spinning around in a circle with your finger pointing out and being like, oh, well, I think that might work for me, right? And it's a practice in really tuning into your intuition and following what is really calling to your soul. And this is something I may speak on more in a future episode because um, intuition is something I when I very first started out, like didn't even think that I had within me. I was like, I don't even know what that feels like. I feel like intuition is only for like super woo woo people. Right. Um, but we all have intuition surprise. And the more that we allow ourselves to be intuitively guided by what our soul is calling us to move towards. And when we listen to that guidance and the more we build that radical trust within ourselves that when we feel called towards something, um, that we can take that aligned action to move towards it, that's part of that self-leadership. Being able to guide yourself by listening to yourself in your body and being able to to trust that you're going to move make the right decision is part of self-leadership. The second part is fulfilling your commitments to yourself. And this is one that really spans all of, you know, like the self-development territory. Like, um, you know, if you've ever read the book Atomic Habits, which is all about building new habits, um, fulfilling commitments to yourself is can be one challenging and two some of the most rewarding stuff you do in your life because there's no better investment in time and energy or money really in my opinion than investing in yourself so that you can keep the commitments that you really want to keep to yourself to keep growing and evolving and moving forward and becoming that next future version of yourself so part of this self-leadership is partly self-accountability 
in fulfilling the commitments to yourself that you really know deep down you want to do. And there are many things, many barriers that might get in the way of this. Um, and it's really part of your own you know, leadership to discover what those may be, whether it means you need to also have outside accountability or maybe you don't have the resources yet. You, you don't know um, the information that you need to in order to keep a commitment to yourself, whatever it may be. Um, but I have found that one of the most profound parts of self-leadership is really when I set an intention to go out and seek support or read something or listen to a podcast or whatever it may be, that I'm really making the intention that I am going to integrate. And we're going to talk about that in just a second, that I'm really going to take in the information and not just hear it or see it, but I'm really going to make the effort to integrate it so that I can keep that commitment to myself of honoring the intention of doing the work to really shift and change myself. And in order to do that, I have to commit again and again and again to whatever that intention is that I am setting out to do. And this can be applied to anything that you're wanting to change or shift in your life, but it really requires radical commitment to whatever that intention is that you set out. And this can be one that's that's a little bit frustrating for people, one that that really may have some limiting beliefs attached to whatever the new habit is that you're trying to build or the new area you're trying to to grow in. And that's where getting support in those areas can help you, um, can have someone help show those blind spots of maybe what the limiting belief is underneath that's stopping you, that's creating that barrier in fulfilling that commitment to yourself. Um, But it's all, you're always able to overcome whatever those barriers are to really fulfilling that commitment to yourself. It is possible. It just takes dedication. And once you really get in the groove of starting to really show up for yourself again and again and again and again, you build this pride within yourself and you build it builds on top of that radical trust that you're building from making the right decisions, right? So when you're listening to your intuition, you're going towards what you're called to, and then you start really showing up and doing the work time and time again for yourself, it's like this compounding effect of momentum, really. Momentum of changing your vibration, of changing the way you be, and really fast tracking the results in your life that you really want to see. So it's always worth it to double down and do the small things every day to fulfill those commitments to yourself. And the third thing that comes with self-leadership is really always finding a new edge. And some people describe this as like getting outside of your comfort zone. And for me, like sometimes that that phrase doesn't land with everyone. And so one that really spoke to me when I was first started doing this work is finding a new edge, finding a new edge that you can turn and start to work on. And this is really important because a lot of the time, and again, we'll go into kind of the process of what I think really 
the growth process entails. But when we start getting into this zone where we're embodying new habits and then we just kind of sit in this period for a long time where we get super comfortable, but not in a good way, in a way where we are no longer learning anything new and we're getting a little bit complacent with what's going on in our life and maybe it starts to affect some of our boundaries or maybe it starts to um, create new limiting beliefs around like the next the next version of you or something new that you would want to try or really just like when it starts to close off doors or opportunities even within your mind and we get into the zone of like well this is like good enough right this is good enough or it, you know I can't achieve or receive xyz because you know it's not for me when we start to make these stories up that keep us at one level when we know and we feel deep down that there is more and if you're listening to this podcast I imagine you're someone who has had that feeling before of there has to be something more it's like a weird internal itch like I I know this feeling so well of like Mm, but it feels like there's more. That's when you're ready to find a new edge. That's what that feeling is for me. And it's always trying to honor that feeling. And then we kind of go back to like number one, right? Radically trusting yourself in whatever area or thing is calling to you and make the the right decision, take the aligned action to go for it. And then we kind of start over in this list. So it's kind of like this cyclical cyclical process of self-leadership that helps you really stay in alignment with growth and evolution over a lifetime to be able to really attract all the things that you want into your life because you are growing and evolving and changing and raising your vibration and and becoming more in alignment with your soul's purpose and all of these things that we're all working towards. But it takes this self-leadership process again and again and again and again and it gets, I want to use the right word here, it gets simpler in that like once you start to really understand these steps and take them over and over again you'll be able to understand how it works best for you and those feelings within your own body of that radical trust of that pride when you really commit to yourself and that perseverance in you know making those small steps every single day and the uncomfortability of maybe reaching out for more help or whatever it may be and then um that internal itch of like "Mm, it feels like there's more it feels like there's a new edge like you start to understand that better within yourself And that becomes more simple. Does the process ever become like super duper easy? Like, no, of course, there's always going to be challenges along the way. But on the other side of that is always a version of you that a past you was dreaming about. Always, like always. If you think about it, I'm sure if we both sit here and think about this of a version of ourselves from even five years ago. And we think about this process and if you can pinpoint a time when you really like went through all these steps, whether or not you really knew that's what you were doing, like you felt a calling to do something, you honored it, you took the line of action, you committed yourself, you did the steps daily to really integrate it into your life. 
And then you maybe found a new edge and you wanted to learn something new and you moved forward. Like, and that process helped you become this version that you are today. And without that, you would be that same version of you. And so it's, it's a process that doesn't necessarily get easier because there is uncomfortability. The finding the new edge is, is uncomfortable. It can maybe bring up fears. It can bring up limiting beliefs. It can bring up, you know, all sorts of things. But every time that you move through this process, you'll understand it on that it's more simple than you think and you'll get to know yourself better each time you move through it and each time you move through it you come home to you you build that trust within yourself so that's my definition of self-leadership and that is what I am all about when I have clients that come to me that kind of already have a baseline understanding of what this concept is I'm like Heck yes. And most most women that come into my world, even if they don't like, wouldn't describe it in those words, like understand the process and then we we move through it and they ask questions and they find a new edge and they want to learn more and so they integrate and they're, you know, doing all these things and this is this is this is the work. This is what lights me up. This is what made me want to really become this self-mastery mentor in the first place because this process has been absolutely life-changing for me and still is as I grow and evolve. And I feel like when women can really get behind this concept of self-leadership in this way and start coming home to themselves over and over and over again in this self-leadership, we only all get more powerful. We only all become more of ourselves. We only become more self-expressed. We only become more fulfilled. We only become more abundant and we all rise together. And it's just this mission that is just like lights my soul on fire. So every time I talk about it, I'm like, man, we got to talk more about self-leadership because think of the ripple effect of this self-leadership when you take it on. This is this goes back to the, my beginning point of like all the all the leaders that lead other people have amazing self-mastery of self-leadership because they're doing this for themselves first so they can show up better to lead others. Without self-leadership, you are not a great leader of others because you're not in the work with them, right? And it's just so important that we all start to understand this concept and start talking about it more because we're not really taught it. We're taught about leadership of others and that's it. But this this self-leadership is is truly going to change the lives and is changing so many lives of women, my clients and beyond because it's so it's such a simple process when you start to get it down and it builds that trust of coming home to yourself. So I also want to talk about one other thing in this episode today, which is the self-leadership process. When you do kind of find an area where you want to grow, there is kind of also a multi-step process in, in taking something and really moving through this process. And I want to break that down for you. So let's take for an example you have been really called to some sort of 
online masterclass, right? And you're really called to whatever it is that you feel like you're they're teaching you or whatever that person is really um, bringing to the table that you want to embody energetically, like whatever it is that called you to it. You trusted yourself to make the, the decision to take aligned action to maybe join the masterclass. And so part of fulfilling the commitment to yourself of really setting an intention to get the most you can out of that and to actually integrate it into your life takes a multi-step process. So let's break this down. There is four kind of main steps in this in really committing to the growth and evolution when you take aligned action like this. So the first part is activation. Oftentimes the activation comes before you even like get in the masterclass, but sometimes it can happen, you know, like in the first few minutes of the masterclass. And before I go any further, this doesn't have to be like an online masterclass. It can literally be any area that you feel called to grow and evolve in literally any area. I'm trying to think of others right now. Like if you felt like you needed to go to a cooking class to learn, like fantastic. If you wanted to start a new, you know, fitness regimen, or maybe you wanted to learn more about emotional regulation, maybe you're starting therapy for the first time, like whatever the area is that you want to grow in, this can apply to really anything. So Going back to our example of like a, a master class, and we'll just like give it a give it a thing here. Um, it's like an, a master class on um, magnetism, right? Self magnetism. So there's an activation. So the activation is really the part in this where you are honoring that you feel activated within your body. There's something within you that feels activated and called up is often what I refer it to. And something about the person or, or thing that you're seeing about this is calling to your soul, is calling you up to this opportunity for your own growth and, and expansion. And this is part of the radically trusting yourself process. And this can come before you even get into the masterclass. Maybe it's like you heard the, the coach or mentor talking about it or you saw, you know, an online thing about it, like whatever it may be, or maybe it's within the first few minutes of the class, like you weren't really sure and you just kind of like popped in and you realized within the first few minutes, like, oh, this is some, this is some good stuff. Like I gotta, I gotta tune in, like I'm activated. That's kind of the first feeling. It's the feeling of excitement. It's the feeling of like energy. It's the feeling of like, ooh, this is really speaking to me. Some people refer to it as like feeling really turned on. Like, wow, this is like calling me up. Like I'm feeling a lot of stuff in my body. And this is like a really fun feeling for everyone. And then we go into the next couple of steps, whereas it really starts to, it shifts into a different feeling that can be a little bit more challenging for people. So the next step is really the, what I call like either learning or remembering and the rewiring phase. So this is the actual like learning portion of this thing that you're really trying to learn more about and that you don't quite have enough information on. So in the example of our masterclass, let's say that they're, the person is teaching about magnetism and you just really haven't ever, you haven't ever learned about, you know, human magnetism because it's not something that we're really taught, right? So in within the masterclass itself, the, the person is going to teach you all about 
how it works and the energetics behind it and what it takes to become more magnetic and what are the pieces, the fundamentals that you really need to know and what are the things that you can start to um, put into your life to start practicing this and what does it feel like and all of these different things. What does it not feel like? What are the things that detract from your magnetism? Like all those details, right, that you're going to learn. This is like the learning phase. And sometimes I call this the like remembering or rewiring phase. And this is when you're doing the work of like, I really do believe that we all have an inner knowing and an inner wisdom about a lot of these subjects that we just are over time conditioned out of us um, based on our society, our upbringing, like life experiences, all these things. And when you start to learn some of these concepts, it actually feels very familiar in your body after you've re-embodied them. And that's why I call them remembering. That's why this podcast is called Coming Home to You. Because when you start to learn these things, you actually come home to yourself and it feels like a remembering of the most truest self-authentic version of yourself. So I also call it the remembering phase. Um, The next portion, again, and then I just want to pause for a second of like, this is where we're really taking in a lot of information, right? So a totally different feeling than the activation phase. The activation phase is like super bubbly and fun and exciting. And this is where people are like really excited to join programs or mentorship or whatever it is. And they got a lot of energy in the beginning. And then we get into like the learning, the remembering, the rewiring, all of this that takes a little bit more of that mental and emotional and sometimes physical like embodiment work. And that's a completely different feeling, right? But it's it's the part that really is the information that you need to know in order to move forward into the third portion, which is integration. This step is the one that I feel like really trips people up. These are where the barrier the barriers of fulfilling your commitment to yourself really come into play. Integration is absolutely necessary for any transformation that you're looking to have. I'm going to repeat that. Integration is absolutely necessary for any transformation that you're trying to make in your life. And without it, that learning and remembering and rewiring phase is not going to matter. (laughs) That activation, the learning, the remembering is not going to matter if you aren't also taking the steps to integrate this information into your life. I think we can all say that at any given point and any given day, we've been in the scroll hole on Instagram. And what are we doing? We're learning. We may be doing some remembering if there's some really good content that gets you kind of to that point to unlock something within yourself and you're taking in all this information and we don't really do anything with it. We just read it and we either like don't have deeper context or we don't have we don't have the tools to integrate it into our life in order to make the radical shifts and change that we really want. And so integration is so important. And if you're taking, you know, a master class or even like the cooking class example, they probably leave you with some sort of like instructions for how to make this recipe at home or like other things you can do at home or other spice mixtures or whatever it is. You usually leave that class after the learning phase and there's something that you take home with you to integrate. And this is where it gets a little bit sticky. 
And this is where that self-leadership of like, okay, I'm going to fulfill this commitment to myself. How am I going to hold myself accountable? How am I going to get outside accountability? How am I going to get the support that I need? Because this is really, really important to me. This is important in my growth and evolution. And I know it is, and I'm going to radically commit to myself. And the integration is taking that information and taking the tools and methods that they give you to start integrating that into your daily life. This is the part where it's like building the new habit, right? It's building the new habit. So a lot a lot of times with my clients, um, I have them do a lot of journaling work. And this sometimes can feel like a barrier of integration um, because journaling isn't necessarily everyone's favorite thing. It makes you think of school. It makes you think of work. It makes you think of other things because it's like writing and a journal and whatever. But journaling is incredibly impactful for helping you kind of when you're guided in the right way with the right prompts to unlocking some of those limiting beliefs, the stories, the things that are hindering that remembering within you and it's hindering you from taking that information and actually integrate it into your body and into embodiment, which we're going to talk about in just a second. And so the integration phase is where you're really building on that new thing that you're wanting to integrate into your life and using the tools, whether that's, you know, in, in terms of, you know, the magnetism class, it's, it's, it's about, you know, how do you nourish your body? How do you keep your, your 3d body, your human meat suit, as I say, sometimes, how do you keep it absolutely nourished and fueled in the best way so that you're energetically in your body, your 3d body feeling really, really good every single day. So like, how do we go? How do we make sure that we're fueling ourselves with the best food? How are we making sure that we're getting sunlight during the day? How do we make sure that we are, um, you know, moving in our body in a way that makes sense, you know, that sort of thing. And, you know, there's tons of other things that you could be integrating into your life. You could be, you know, doing, you know, breath work for subconscious belief access. You could be doing meditation for um, your nervous system regulation. You could be doing um, walks outside. Like there are so many things that you might be trying to integrate, things that we normally call like new habits, right? But you have to integrate them with that background of the information of the learning and you have to radically commit to yourself or get outside accountability and make sure that you're actually following up with that person for that outside accountability. Let them help you in the process. Get the support that you need because that integration is critical to actually moving on to the fourth phase, which is embodiment. And this is the part that is like that, that building upon that radical trust within yourself is when you really start to embody a new, a new version of you. So if you've ever heard me say like, um, who you be, like oftentimes I'm like, you know, it's not always about like what you do, it's who you be while you do it. And this is a concept that was introduced to me way early on in my self-discovery, self-mastery journey by my very first mindset coach, Nick Pags. And we flipped my to-do list into a to-be list. And then I started being the way that I wanted to be every day, loving, kind, committed, intentional, like all these things that I wanted to be and show up as every single day. And that informed my to-do list. And embodiment is really 
being that version of that woman, that future version of yourself that you really want to be. And when you're embodying these new ways of being, it's almost like it's second nature or muscle memory, like any of these terms that mean like you just automatically do it. You've you've built it into your subconscious mind of this is the way that I operate now in this world. When you fully embody a new habit or a new anything that you've learned to try to shift and change your life, that's when you'll have the aha moment someday that like, oh my God, I'm her. <laughs> like, oh my God, it's me. <laughs> and you'll have this moment where you're like, wow, like all that work I was doing like really did shift and change me. And I, I am that version of myself that I wanted to be like that process. I was telling you where you like look back on the five, five years ago and you look now and you're the version of you that you wanted to be because you did all of these steps. So embodiment for me is really when you fully integrate into your body, something that becomes so second nature that it's just the way you move. It's the way you be, it's the way you show up. So for example, if just to really like hone in on this embodiment it, um, concept, I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you're similar to me in that I am a woman who cares about her personal hygiene, right? And that is the way I be. That is, I wake up in the morning and that is who I be. I am a woman who cares about her hygiene. So what does that mean? We probably both brush our teeth. <laughs> we probably both take showers or baths. We probably both clean our clothes, right? Like these sort of things. And these aren't things that you're like, consciously trying to integrate anymore, right? Like at a certain point, you did have to like learn how to do a load of laundry. And maybe it was a more conscious effort of learning how to integrate that into your schedule, figure out how to do that. And it was a more challenging thing. Before that, you probably learned from whoever it was that taught you why you had to do that, right? The learning phase. And the activation phase was like, oh my God, like I can't wear smelly clothes anymore. Or, oh my God, I, I noticed someone else's clothes smelled so good and I want mine to smell like that. So I'm going to go out and find a new, like, right? Activation, learning, integration. But now it is a part of who you be. It is second nature to you. It is something you don't have to think about every single day. So an example that in, from my life of a something I really embody truly and something that I've actually had a lot of people <laughs> tell me externally lately is... Um, I'm a, I am a woman who cares very much about her, her fitness. I am a woman who makes fitness and moving a priority in my life. I am a woman who, who just is a moving person and cares about that. And it's, it's funny to think about that now because I'm like, yes, of course, I'm fully embodied in that. I don't think very hard about that anymore. I know the types of movements that I like. I know the places I like to go. I know the coaches I like to work with. I know the classes I like to take. Um, I am trying new things here and there, right, to kind of keep my edge. Um, but it is part of who I be. Now, if I think back like years ago, I had a completely different relationship with movement and it 
it didn't come from a place of intention and it was completely different. And then I went through a phase of not having it in my life and it wasn't who I be at all. And I kind of had to go through that process of relearning, remembering, integrating and re-embodying. And so I explain these steps to you because this is really important when you go out and seek any kind of growth in your life is to understand self-leadership The self-leadership is like the why you're doing it, right? The continuous growth and evolution over a lifetime, learning to really radically trust yourself and your decisions and where you're going, a soul-led path, like filling those commitments to yourself like over and over and over and over again, building that dedication and then always finding that new edge so that you are working towards a future version of you at all times. But also in this process, understanding the nuances of what's going on when you are bringing new information into your life, when you are seeking out new in, new support, it's activation, learning and remembering and rewiring, integrating, and then embodying And then that's just who you be. And that's who you look at, you know, years later and you're like, wow, I'm her, (laughs) right? And when we break this process down in this way, it, it becomes more simple and it becomes easier to understand ourselves better and understand how this process works for ourselves and understand how we can continue to bring things into our life that's going to help us on this path and this journey. So I would absolutely love if you have any questions come up around any of these terms, any of these concepts, please come over to Instagram. I'm at katie.vanloo on Instagram and tell me your questions because this is like, this is the meat and the potatoes. This is the stuff that's going to help you really move forward and make the moves to become that woman that you want to be. Like, who is it that you want to be? Who is it that you want to be? Put that self-leadership hat on. Can you go through these steps? Can you make the moves? Make the aligned moves. Radically commit to yourself. It's always, always, always worth it. It truly is. So, Come find me on Instagram. Ask me your questions. Tell me what landed. If this activated you, right? Let's let's start this process now. If this activated you in some way, you feel that feel like buzzy feeling in your body. Come tell me that. I want to know that. And of course, as if as always, if this resonated, if you feel like there's a friend that needs to hear this, if you feel like you need to share this with the world, put it on your Instagram story. I would love for that. The more that we share this with more women, the more that we all rise together. And on that same note, if you are enjoying this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you left a rating and review wherever you listen to this podcast so the algorithm can send it out to more women and together we can all rise. So that is it for this week. Thanks for hanging in with me for this conversation and I will see you next week.